Welcome to the Healing Ninjas Podcast, a space dedicated to highlighting the healing stories of everyday people. This podcast is not a replacement for professional support. This podcast may contain content that may be graphic, violent, or traumatic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. The goal of sharing these stories is to help you, the listener, hear how people have struggled in various ways and the steps they have taken to become healing ninjas, individuals who are seeking to master the art of healing. Healing is not a linear process. We all have our ups and downs. This podcast aims to create a brave space for people to share and learn from one another. I'm your host, Hernan Carvente Martinez. Welcome to the Healing Ninjas community. All right, everyone, I'm back with another episode of Healing Ninjas. Today, I am joined by a real dope person that I met through Instagram and that actually I met through the car scene now that I think about it because that's how I actively connected. Um, Liliana Chino Hernandez, right? A.K.A. Miss Gatis. Yes. <laughs> See, y'all, I, I had to ask her from the very beginning, do you want me to say your real name or do you want people to just know you by Miss Gatis? Because that's what they know you by, right? Yeah. My automatic response was like, Miss Gatis, nobody knows Ileana, but that's the point, right? To get to know Ileana. That's true. I mean, that's that's really why I hit you up, right? Because when I hit you up and thought about, she was doing this live, y'all, and she was talking about her music, like some of the stuff that she was working on. During some point in the actual live, she said, people don't really know me, you know, what I've been through, you know, I've, I'm self-made, I did my own recordings in the beginning. Like you started unpacking yeah. the fact that you, like, you're self-made, you started yourself out in rap and all of the music. When it comes do. to music, definitely did make, like, I myself, I'm surprised at how I did it, you know, even now I record myself and I'm like, I bet people think, like, why the fuck doesn't she go to, like, a studio? I just like doing it myself and the way I learned, you know, and I feel like I'm more comfortable with myself and my feelings. I don't really like people knowing how I feel at the moment. Mm. When they hear it after, then, okay, it's cool. But in the moment, I feel like I can't really express it because someone is there, like, just watching me. That's interesting. Yeah. When you did it on the live, that, like, threw me off. That's why, so, to be clear, for everyone listening, right, like, I reached out because I saw Miss Gatis, Ileana, become vulnerable for a second in one of her lives. I don't know if it was the blunt. I don't know what it was it that day. <laughs> she was in her feels, y'all. And but one of the things that like popped out for me was that I realized in that second that you are a real person, right? And so for everyone that's listening, can you share a little bit more about you, some of the experiences that have shaped you as a person, right? Not just as an artist, but as an actual person. Some of the things that when you think about, man, here's where I am now. But yeah. shit, this is the shit I went through. Yeah, when you put it that way, I come from like parents that had me selling. How do you say like they would sell their tacos out in the streets mm -hmm. and I would be there just chilling with them. You know, like I saw them struggle. Uh, they would take me to Mexico and I would see like the my grandma didn't even have a house. They had like. Baby, baby, I mean, like, cajas, you know? Cajas hechas de cemento, but, like, it's fucking walls. You know, nos teníamos que bañar en, like, jícaras de agua. So it was, like, I saw, I feel like I come from, like, the the dirt. I saw my parents come from the dirt. Mm. And I know there's their family stories of how bad they grew up. And I'm, like, damn. And they came to this country, and they made something of themselves. And then they had me, but then they were so caught up in their... 
we have to make it, you know, I have to raise my children that they forget. They forgot about their children, mm. you know. So I was raised by nannies a lot. I was raised by nannies a lot. And people, like, and I say that, and it sounds like very, como, fresona. Like, ay, pa, like, criaron las niñeras, you know. But it was, like, not por, you know, not por eso, sino because my parents were always working. And I barely grew up with them, you know. Mm. I was barely grow, growing up by myself, growing up around cousins, you know, cousins are not always good influences. They brought me through a lot of uh, a lot of bullshit. I I basically met alcohol because of them at mm. eleven years old. Damn, I started drinking at eight, so yeah, <laughs> damn eight. <laughs> I thought I was bad. Eleven, they took me to my first club. You know, at the moment you're like, it's fucking cool, you know. But at now 11? that I'm old, yes, at a, at, I'm in the Coco Bongo at eleven years old <laughs> in Puebla, my first club ever. Uh, I like the boy. We, I didn't even know how to fucking kiss. My cousins pushed it on me. That night I learned how to kiss. Damn. Like, I was 11 years old. Like, now that I think about it, I'm like, what the, where the fuck were my parents? Mm. You know, like, what happened? Like, who was babysitting this little girl? Like, now that I'm older, you know? Mm-hmm. But whatever, in the moment I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. So I grew up through that, uh, not knowing my parents that much. Then by 12, 13, me ponían a trabajar. So I was cashiering most of the time. Going to school, I couldn't go out with friends. I, like, me decían, no, si quieres salir, tienes que hacer esto, tienes que hacer el otro. And I would do it, and they're like, oh, no, I don't know them, so you can't go out. So I didn't really have that friend experience, neither. Mm. I had to babysit my sisters. I was an older uh, daughter. How old were you then? I was, what, 13? My th- it was little. They're 10 years younger and 5 years younger than me. Mm. So, you know, I'm stuck home babysitting my sisters. So you had to adultify yourself very quickly. Very quickly. I feel like, damn, making out with boys, drinking alcohol, babysitting, not going out with friends and being home with. <laughs> yeah, ya me stay at home wife. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Basically, right? Uh, then when I hit high school, I feel like that was like my my time to liberate, I guess. That's when I became a little more wild. Mm. I met more kind of people, you know. Back then it was gangs. Me juntaba con unos, con otros. Um... I started having boyfriends and all that. And then suddenly, I I guess I would feel myself like every day también tomaba and everything. So it's, that's a whole other story. But yeah, so then después, I met music. Mm. You know, I started listening to music, Chicano rap from LA. And it's like, and it was a way of healing, I guess. Because se escuchaba and, and the way they express themselves, they do, like, I I feel their pain, you know? Mm. And and even the, como me sancha, even the wild shit that they would say, and I'm like, oh, I could relate. <laughs> so... Como que ahí empezó yo a expresarme mi música. And that was like my getaway from everything else. If I didn't go out, I didn't care. If I didn't, my parents didn't let me, I didn't care. I'm like, hey, I'm home. I'm making my music. Music. So I was, I was well entertained at home, you know? But you made that possible through music. So you said something that I think is really important, right? Because, and that's why I wanted to bring you on. Because you said that healing for you in many ways was your music, right? Like you started making music. But more importantly, when you were listening to other people, you connected to their music, their pain, their struggle. Mm-hmm. Is in some way your music now also about your own pains and your own struggles? I don't think so, actually. I actually think um, my music is more about partying and having a good time. And I don't like to think about the bad things, you know? Mm. I feel like the only music that I will bring out that has a little sadness in it is the love music, the heartbroken moments that I can remember being really sad. Mm. But other than that, I don't. And I, maybe I should now that you mention it. Mm. You know, it's a different side of, it, of myself. But yeah, no, mostly I do partying. 
Mm. So when you think about the way that you were raised, right, to like unpack that a little bit more, right? Because part of what we try to do at Healing Ninjas, right, is try to make sure that people understand that we all go through struggles. We all go through different shit, right? Like at the end of the day, everyone has a story. Everyone has experiences. Were there moments in your life where you felt really sad, really hopeless, or moments where you just struggled as a person? And if you did, maybe you have an example in how you overcame it. How did you get to a place where you felt better about the situation? Honestly, I feel like I have a lot of those moments. Mm. And I pick myself up all the time by saying, uh, you know, there's things, there's better things coming. Like, I know I'm strong enough to take it, you know, like. I'll I'll get through it. Like, I always just... But a precise moment, I can't really think of, mm. honestly. I know. Yeah, and, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm asking that mostly because... So, for everyone who has been in the podcast before, mm-hmm. there's been these moments where, like, wow. Like, there's this dark moment that I just went through. And either... For you, it was music, maybe, right? But for others, there's been... Moments where you hit a really low moment and you find the strength, find the will to keep going. You say now that you're at that point where you can like keep going and, you know, maybe pop in a party, you good. Yeah. But where, at what point did you hit that moment, right? Where you were able to do that all the time? Or is it just because there's the chiquita ya te han puesto I feel like por eso, maybe Mm. because the chiquita, I don't really have the time to be sad about anything. Like I said, like all the stuff that I would handle with my parents or I would hear them arguing or fighting and all that. I just me hacía yo pendeja que no escuchaba yo like whatever I you know I keep going mm-hmm. you know and I feel like that's how I am pretty much about things even now like I'm like yo, whatever like, and is that healthy for you probably not mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> probably not but you know how you just said it right like no le ponías mente if there were arguments happening right like you didn't mm-hmm. think about that but if you could bring yourself for a moment if you don't mind right mm-hmm. to that to those moments where you felt angry or sad that that was happening could there have been something done for you in that moment for you to be in a better place even then because right now you just said it right you're not you don't think about it you it, yeah. you just kind of shut it out but i feel like that's why i also brought you right because i was like you were smoking that blunt y te pusiste, se veía que yeah. Ese sentimiento, yeah. but that it doesn't fully come out yeah, yeah do you struggle you think maybe with letting some of that stuff out I mean, definitely. I don't even think I've brought it out even now, till now. You know, mm. I've never had anybody ask me that kind of, you know, that those kind of questions that would tell me to bring it out, you mm. know? And I feel like if I was to have those kind of conversations, I would probably fucking cry a lot. <laughs> so I was like, I would keep away from those subjects. But yeah, I think definitely. Um, Is there a culture you think within, and, and I'm, you know, keep it real, right? But like yeah. maybe in rap culture and other cultures where, the concept of crying, the concept of being vulnerable, is not it. I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want people to see me cry. Why? Because it's, like, that's my weak, my weak point, you know, like, mm. yeah, when you touch, when you dig into who, like, who I really am or what I've really been through, you know. Like, a while ago, you were talking about child abuse, you know, like, I, I don't know if that if it's the meaning I think, but I was just like, yeah, like I went through like that kind of stuff. Like I said, like my parents weren't there, like fully babysitting me like a parent should, mm. you know, because they were working. 
But it's like, damn, like, the, the all the things that if I had a child, that child went through and I found out, I will be like, what the fuck? Like, even till now, my parents don't know and I don't think I would ever say it. Mm. Or I tell them a lot of the stuff that I that I went through because I wouldn't want them to feel bad because they did what they could. Yeah, yeah. You know, the one time I did tell my dad, I probably drunk on wine or something. The whole family just looked at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why are you talking to dad that way? And I had to get up and leave because I was like, dude, like, I can't say it, you know? Mm. It's bad. Like, people will be like, what's wrong with her? Oof. So in moments yeah. where I see te pegó the drinks or something, I yeah. see, like, you got it to your throat mm-hmm. level. You wanted to say it, but you couldn't. They couldn't, no. No, because at the end of the day, like, it's my father, it's my mom. I can't tell them, like, you, I, this happened, this happened because you weren't there. You know? Mm. See, yeah, when I talked about me having experienced child abuse, I did go through sexual abuse. Um by a neighbor when I was in Mexico because I lived in Mexico from one day. Most people don't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and my parents siempre están en el campo, you know, working the fields, mm-hmm. cutting out flores, a bunch of other plantitas that they would sell in Atlisco, Puebla. Um, and yeah, like oftentimes I'd be left alone. And, you know, things happen when you're left alone, Definitely. especially if it's with adults who... In some way or another, maybe not tienen everything in their head, right? Like they're not thinking about the fact that you are a six, seven-year-old. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So I went through that. Yeah. Yeah, things like that happened to me, you know? Mm-hmm. That my parents wouldn't... Like, I wouldn't say even who, because it would ruin the whole fucking family. Oof. You know, that that bad. So it's like... And it wasn't one, you know? It was more than one. So it's like, who do you tell? And you're young. And people... Like, when people get abused and they say, Oh, well, porque no dijo nada. Like, stop. Like, the, that's the first automatic answer that someone tells you. And you're like, dude, how do you say that? No, you were scared. Like, you don't want to talk about that kind of stuff. Mm. You know that it's going to ruin a relationship in the family. You know that a lot of things going to happen. A lot of consequences happen. A lot of consequences happen. And a lot of it, I think, is just fear, right? Like, I como este miedo que nos ponen desde chiquitos. Yeah. That, like, you don't want to break up the family. You don't want the family to start talking about you. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a... Una cultura en particular, right? Like, I know that you're a Chicana, right? And just like me. But there's this culture, particularly in Mexican culture, where it's like, you need to suck it up. You need yeah. to toughen up, you know? Si te, tienes que ponerte dura. Tienes que aguantarte las lágrimas. And mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, for people who, who don't know, right? Ms. Yeah. has probably always held back her tears. Yeah. But deep down, I feel like as someone, you know, and I say this as someone who, and people know on this podcast at least, that I'm someone who has been very open about the moments that I've had to suck up all those tears, and now I'm like, yo, si necesito llorar, voy a llorar. Facilito. Do you feel like <laughs> you, you want me that? to cry? <laughs> you trying to make me cry. <laughs> no, no. Honestly, you know, for but for people yeah. that are listening, like, you know, they're getting a a, a good sense of you as a human being, yeah. right? Because you have an energy, and I could feel it. And I hope people are hearing it from your voice. That's like being alto espíritu. Like you have a lot of energy spiritually, right? Like yeah. I can tell that. But you can tell that there's some of that heaviness from that, you know, yeah. those days that you never could speak about. Mm-hmm. But for people who are listening and, and say you have someone who's struggling right now to speak up, what would you tell them? To definitely do it. Because you're always going to like, you're always going to have that in your mind. Like, I should have, I should have, I should have. Mm. You know, like at the end of the day. Years later, my family doesn't even speak anymore. They're all over the place. Either way, so it's like, you know, but it would have made it worse. But, you know, maybe it would have been, maybe it would have been a different outcome. 
Mm. You know, so I definitely would say to speak up and try to do something about it. I know it's not easy. Mm. You know, because I even knew a cousin that was going through the same thing. You know, and he would be like, how do I say it? And I'm like, like, I wouldn't even know how to tell them, you know. And now that I'm older, and I was older than that cousin. Now that I'm older, I'm like, fuck, why didn't I, why didn't I tell him to say something? Mm. That would have helped me out, you know. Why didn't you, if you don't mind me asking? Because like, there's that still that fear of not putting it on someone else. Yeah, and because the thing is that then that person kept on with it. Like, mm. he didn't stick out. Se como dices, ya le gustó, no sé, pero he kept on with it. And I was like, okay, at that point, ya no es abuso now. You're, you're in it now. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like, all right. Ya no dijo nada de chiquito y más grande y siguió. But now I feel like if I would have told him it was nada más chiquito, he would have stopped. Mm. It would have stopped. And no que le siguieron and it just went on. Mm. No, and, the, you know, I want you to know that this is important for you even and I want to acknowledge you right both as a person and as a woman because we're in the middle of women's history month I don't know if you knew that yeah I do but you know one of the things that I think is really important is about this culture that we have where women are silenced for the things that they go through right and and don't speak up and yeah. whether it's men or other women you know go unseen as being harmful right and and so I just want to like thank you for like just even saying that right that like people should speak up yeah. you don't do that a lot um and even as you know a man a young man young boy when i went through that i never spoke about it until like a year year and a half ago when i started therapy wow. never spoke about being you know sexually molested by a neighbor when i was in mexico ever mostly because of the same cultura that's like Eres hombre, you know, que hasta que bueno, te tocó tempranito. Like, I, you know, yeah, there would be jokes like that. And, jokes, yeah. and I've seen that, right? Pero es, es parte de la cultura. And right. when you think about your upbringing now, right? And and you, and, and I've seen you, right? Like recently, y'all, she went, to, where'd you go? Playa del Carmen, right? Mm -hmm. She was just chilling. You were living your best life. I was that weekend. <laughs> That's what I went for. Relax. <laughs> When you think about now, when you do activities that fill your spirit, what are some things that you do? And I know music is one of them, but are there other things that bring joy into your life that make you feel like you're, even though maybe you haven't talked some about, about some of these things that help you heal? Honestly, I just like enjoying the sky, looking at the ocean, looking at the trees, just enjoying that, the mother nature, basically, like it just relaxes me. Mm. Like I could be even in the train and I just, just sit there and I'll be like, you know, it's just, it just makes me feel better. Mm. And I'm like, wow, I'm alive. Like, I'm in this world. This is an awesome place. This is beautiful. Look at the sky. Look at the birds. You know, that that just makes me, like, to be grateful that I'm here. Mm. And when you think about some artists out there that have inspired you or that, like, make you feel these things about inspiration <laughs> for yourself and growth, who, who are some of those? Gloria Trevi. Oh. I know I've been saying the, uh, her name a lot lately, actually, but she's, she's such a, an inspiration. Yeah. Even her music... And I feel like maybe a lot of my wildness is because of that, her music. I, I tell my mom, like, what were you thinking letting me listen to her music at six years old? But, like, now that I'm older and I really listen to her, like, I was young and I didn't know que chingada decía, pero I was into it. And now that I'm older, I listen to her lyrics and I'm like, I feel her, you know? Like, and, mm. and she went through a lot. She went to jail and everything. She picked herself up and she's always saying, go for it, don't be scared. She's always giving those inspirational messages in her mm. music. So mm. I, I love her for that. I think she's the only one I could think of. Everybody else does music, just the party or whatever. Mm. Her, it's more like her positive input on it. So that's actually interesting, right? When you say that 
everyone else's party and 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 you know there are people who do offer some level of inspiration yeah, yeah. when you think about your music and the content the way that it has been made in the same culture do you do that because of the culture of music or it's because you just haven't thought of I think because of the culture, because unfortunately people are more into that kind of stuff, you know, more trap. You mm. know, I when I first started, I did love songs about you know loving someone and all that, and it hit off, but it wasn't what people really wanted. Mm. They liked more cuando me escuchaban bad, you know, like they wanted to hear Gatis be bad. <laughs> That's what they like. But, they um, wanted bad gatis all the way. Yeah, exactly. So that's mostly it. But I definitely should, though. I should put more positive into it. I, and I feel like, because I'm older, I feel like, man, these like these kids, I don't feel right telling them to be smoking a blunt all the time. You know? like Or to be drinking a lot. like Because I wouldn't tell, I wouldn't let my child do that. Mm. And I don't have kids. Mm. And you would think, like, I think she's going to be a cool ass mom. No, like, I feel like I'm not going to. Yeah, I feel like until the person is 13, you'll be able to do all that kind of cool stuff. Because I want them to live the childhood that I didn't live. That's pretty liberal. I was taken 13. away from it. 13, that's pretty liberal. 13? <laughs> I feel like 13, I was already, like, fucking scratching the walls. That's why I feel bad. It's true. <laughs> if not, I would leave it until 16, but oh, I know that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with this generation's coming up. But you, what you just said is really important, right? Because you're like, and, and I want to be cautious, right? And I want you to keep this in mind, right? But yeah. you just said some of the music or some of the stuff that you put out maybe is encouraging, like, yo, go pop a blunt, right? And you just said that there's also harm in saying that all the time. When you think about nuestras comunidades, not right, our community, especially young people, right? Like, yeah. for most people who don't know, the suicide rate right now for young men and young women right now is skyrocketing. It is like rapidly going up. Obviously, COVID is a big culprit of that. But there's a lot of young men too and young women who are on TikTok and other places just like talking very explicitly about suicide and like taking on drugs or doing whatever to numb what they feel. The whole concept of us no queriendo contar lo que nos está pasando. right, right. For people who are listening, you know, I might not have the youngest audience, but there's a lot of them that are, are in our age group who can't talk about it and who just like pop a shot, yeah. smoke a blunt. It helps to a certain point, right? It does, it does. It helps to a certain point. Mm -hmm. But what happens when you get past the point where it's not helpful anymore? How do you come back from that? You don't. I feel like you keep pop, you keep fucking um, smoking bloods. You keep drinking. You don't get through it. You just mm. leave it alone. You put it under the rug, you know? And I feel like that's a big part of me. But let's get there. Like I'm always like, eh, whatever. Like okay, I'm I'm good. Like let's keep going. Let's keep going. You know. Mm. You know. And I could have I I could wake up in a positive mood, and somebody somebody fucks it up for me, and I still won't let them like bring me down. I'll be like, whatever. Okay, now keep going. You know, like, and I'll, I I can't because if I let it get to me, that's when I break. I'm like, what the fuck? Like I get mad. Mm. You know, and I don't like getting mad, which is why I smoke a blunt. Mm. I mean, it's like that when I was smoking. So know? how do we get out of that? You know, because I feel like, and you're someone who I personally, mm -hmm. I think I'm asking you these questions in this way because I feel like there's a specific demographic that we always forget about, and it is people who are sometimes putting out content that's very much trap, putting out all yeah. of the craziness, the ratchetness, the ratchetry out there. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with it, right? But it's right, like right. How, if you're doing it to clout some of the stuff that you got going on inside whether or not there's something that needs to be said about that 
Wait, what? <laughs> so when people go through stuff uh-huh. and they're actively putting out content, right? Like you hear a lot of, you know, my, my daughter listens to some of these art rappers or some that just like straight up are talking about hurting themselves, about drinking till they can't remember anything, you yeah. know, and, and some of them have committed suicide. And I know there's a lot of people out there who struggle like that in silence through their own art. Yeah. Do you think that that's something that maybe is also happening in some of like the cultura, the rap, the rap, the rappers that you are doing the same thing? Definitely. Oh, yeah. Like artists that I've worked with and even in Mexico, like I see how they live and the, the stories that they tell me when we're chilling behind the scenes. It's like, wow, like you went through that. Like it's fucking crazy. And but when they make music, they make the best fucking music. It's just like that's how we heal. That Like that's how we kind of like just let it out. Mm. It's kind of like yoga. Mm. When you're like singing or rapping, it's just like, se te está saliendo, you know, like, sacalo todo, you know, así. And I feel like that's why a lot of the artists are so good at their at their music. Mm. Maybe that's why Gloria Trevis is so good at hers because of all the shit she's been through. Wow. Yeah, that's true. Just look at her years later and she's still up there. When people thought after going to jail, she's gonna fucking lose, that's it. Mm-hmm. She didn't let it bring her knowledge. The messages are still there, you know, and she's still trying. And like maybe she's still getting through home pain that way. Mm. Mm. I like when you just said that, right? Like music, in some way, or even rap, in some way, is synonymous to yoga, right? Mm. I don't think many people would make that connection. I know. <laughs> but also, when you think about, oh, if someone tells you, go do yoga, what mental picture of a person comes to your mind when you think about yoga? I've never even done yoga, but I can imagine that it's just what I do. Sometimes just sit in front of like the sky and just breathe and just listen to the to Mother Nature. That's what I believe in yoga. So think about a person who resembles yoga. Who do you think of? Do you think someone that looks like Gatis? Probably not. Who do you think about? <laughs> who do I think about? Mm, that's a good question. I can't think of anyone. Right. For me, and I asked that question, right, because I don't see people who are putting out advertisements around yoga who look like me, who look like you. There's no, like, Mexican yogi experts all over the place, right? There's no, like, mm-hmm. real people who represent Latinos in particular in that kind of space, in the meditation space, in the, you know, the whole yoga, yoga yeah. space. It's like... If anything, it's like white Latinos. I'm just going to keep it real. Right, you right. Know, in my podcast, I keep it real. Like, you know, there's yeah. a lot of whitewashing that happens con todas estas cosas. And, like, we think about yoga. We're not thinking about gatis doing, you know, some stretches and doing some meditation. <laughs> we're thinking about gatis in the context that maybe you sometimes feel that you have to be, right? Which is partying, doing, you know, all this craziness that yeah. makes you happy. But to other people, it's like, that's ratchet. That's meditative. Mm-hmm. Right? Music party all of that that's ratchet <laughs> yoga that's meditative yeah, yeah but somehow people make this disconnect when it comes to the, like what's healing to us mm-hmm. so i say that to say or to ask for people who are listening to you right now and they get to hear a little bit more about you how you actually feel how you talk about some of these things right because all they hear is your music they hear you are there other things that come up for you in this conversation that maybe you never thought about before as it relates to this topic of healing. Como what we've been talking about? Mm-hmm. Pues las preguntas que me has hecho, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about the initial questions, uh-huh. did any of those things bring up for you stuff that maybe you know 
you want to start thinking about more? The child abuse thing. Mm. When you said that a while ago, like a couple of months ago, I actually had a conversation with my husband about that. I was like, you know, like, I wonder now that I'm older, like, if it would help out to speak up about it. Mm. Like, maybe it would help, you know, maybe I'm meant to to make a difference with that kind of thing because I went through it. Mm. You know, and he, like, I was like, I'm, I just need to be comfortable enough to, but I just don't want to have to say the stories. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to have to say the story because then, like, I'm going to have to speak a lot, you know? And I'm just like, I'm kind of scared of that. I'm like, I don't know if I want to. But I definitely did think about that. So when you told me that, it's kind of like, it kind of hit me. I'm like, fuck, like, dude, I was just thinking about that. Mm. You know, that that's something I've never spoken about. And there's a lot of kids that I go through that. You know, we don't see it, but like, I wouldn't trust anyone with my kids. Anyone, anyone, anyone. When we go through those experiences, yeah. You know, can. like... That's why, like, my husband tells me, oh, well, I wouldn't want you to work. That's what we say. But once you have to make the money to maintain that kid, you have to let the kid be babysat by someone. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like, I would I would definitely be, uh, I think, maybe more precautious and, like, maybe try to teach parents even. Like, you know, maybe look at these kind of things. Why, does, why doesn't the kid want to stay there? Why is she crying all the time when you drop her off? Like, stuff like that. Like, don't take that to nothing. Because mm, I feel like maybe, sometimes I feel like I still think like a child. Like I feel like sometimes I go back to those moments and I'm still I can still think what I was thinking in that moment. Mm. It's so weird, but I'm like, yeah, I feel like I'm still in that moment and I'm thinking the same thing I thought at that moment. So like I feel like I could still talk from a child point of view mm. and then an adult point of view. You know what I mean? That's, that's super. So I've never heard someone say it that way, right? Where you, you feel stuck in that moment so eloquently i'm just gonna say sure like mm-hmm. directamente right because there's this concept in 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 the work that i do around mental health and healing where people talk about us having an inner child or the version of us that yeah. kind of got stuck when we were younger that never got a chance to fully grow up that kind of just got stuck in our trauma or that moment mm-hmm. that one moment that like completely changed our lives i have that moment my mm-hmm. moment was at seven years old and it's crazy because yeah. i feel like i have a lot of those moments Oof. Mm-hmm. a lot Honestly, it's like crazy because I'm like, dude, I can't believe I went through all that shit, you know? So that'd be different. I mean, these are things that, you know, I want people to who are listening to understand, right? That got these, whether it's got these, myself or others, we go through these points in times and... If we never address them, there are these moments like right now, got this is like having a moment where she's like, yeah, there are moments where I kind of feel like I'm stuck in that, right? <laughs> yeah. Like where I'm back there. Yeah. and. We go through our lives kind of like progressing. You know, you have your career, you're trying to build these things, but there's a part of us that's always there, even now, right? Mm-hmm. I, I want to like uplift you in saying that like you should totally think about becoming a voice for child abuse or the topic that you just mentioned, right? One, because you have such a beautiful voice to be able to do it with because you have your music, you have your talent, and that's something that only will connect to certain people, yeah. only certain people. And we don't think about it that way, right? We think about, like, man, it, it is a huge responsibility. And tr- trust me. You know me. what it is? I feel like they're going to be like, well, how are we going to pay attention to her? She drinks and she smokes all the time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe, maybe put a stop in no quiero because I feel like. But I, I also think about, like, yeah, I need to stop drinking and eh? stop smoking because, like, like I was saying a while ago, like, I have family that have passed away from that. Mm. So I feel like it would be me letting go of that kind of that mm. part of me. 
you know, like I do, and eventually I do want to be healthy and I do want to be a better person. Why do you feel like it would be like letting go of a part of you? Because I feel like that's the way of me uh, desahogando me. That's how you cope. That's how I cope, yes. Yeah. Mm. So I feel like if not, then now I really need fucking therapy. <laughs> like I need therapy. I need a fucking psychologist. I need a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> but, that, but that's real. I, and like that, what you just said is like a real fucking moment for people, right? Because the fact that you can say, "Yo, if I don't, if I don't have this, I'm probably gonna like not be in an okay place." And the second thing you said was about people might not take you serious because they see you partying, they see you smoking, but they see you drinking. Mm-hmm. But what if we end up saying to people, you know, as much as I'm drinking this, y'all, like, también hay un límite. Or as much as I'm smoking this, y'all, también hay un límite. Right. Like, if you got stuff going on, don't use this as the only source to be able to do it, you know. Invest more time into your music. Like, there's ways where you can spin it, you know. Yeah, and I'm saying yeah. that as, like, something that I realized for me, you know, doing this podcast is, in some ways, my therapy, too. This is my way of healing. Having conversations where I'm like... Damn, I got to hear Ms. Gatti just like really share some parts about her struggle. Yeah. It makes me realize that like as much as we can party and get lit and all that, todavía somos gente, you know, we're people at the end of the day. And I think that that's the thing that we forget about our own humanity. It's like, sure, like I'll smoke a blunt and I'll drink. Do I know that I got to like maybe start cutting it down? Fuck yeah, you know? Yeah. But that's the part that I want people to also understand and, and hear, right? That like, don't let go of a part of yourself. But, like, learn to then find ways to turn those, quote-unquote, coping mechanisms into things that you have control over instead of them having control over you. Mm. And that's what people, I think, forget about when it comes to all of this healing stuff, right? Like, some people think it's like, oh, go do yoga, go therapy, and go be sober, and, like, that's healing. That was my path. Does that have to be Ms. Gatti's path? Mm. No. And right now that you said that, I just thought about something. When I first started music, I was, I always... It was in my room, so I didn't drink or smoke or anything, and I would bring out the best music, right? And then when I went to California and I got uh, regrouped by a label, we went to a studio, and that's when I saw they would smoke, they would drink to, to make music, and I was like, oh, okay. But I felt like I didn't really concentrate. Mm. You know, like, it kind of would bring me out of, like, it would kind of loop my head out. I'm like, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing, but... I ended up making good music with it. Mm. So when I went back home, it's weird. One day I'm, I'm trying to make it and I couldn't concentrate. I'm like, why can't I concentrate? So what did I do? I rolled up a blunt. Like I had weed somewhere hidden and I rolled up a blunt and I smoked and I drank a Corona thinking like, oh, it's going to help me. It did not help me. I, I think I, I got lazy and I like, fuck this shit. I don't know what you you know? But I made it cuenta, like, I went out there and I learned a bad habit. Drink and smoke so you can make music. Mm. Thinking it was going to help me. I come back, it didn't really help me. But then, even though it didn't help me that that day, I would still do it. I would still mm. start doing it. Como que se me hizo a habit now because I saw it. So I'm like, no, I have to. That's how I'm going to make good music. So I feel like maybe that's why sometimes I do smoke and I drink. Because I'm like, no, I feel like if I don't do it, I'm not going to. But a veces en las mañanas me paro. And I'm like, I feel like I have to make a song. And I go and I make it better than when I drink and I smoke. Mm. so when I hear it in the night I'm like yeah this sounds much better than the shit I recorded that last night you know what I mean like so it's definitely um like he says I don't really need it to really be got these you know mm. I just choose to have it because I have fun with it I guess that's important mm-hmm. that's super important most people can't have that level of awareness right and maybe 
you know, who knows, y'all? Maybe after we leave this space right now where we're recording, mm-hmm. you think about that a little bit more, right? But mm-hmm. and that wasn't my intention, right? My intention oh, yeah. was to like really make it clear to people one that you're human, two that as much as you are a rapper, an artist, someone who's out there in the scene, that you also have experiences like the child abuse stuff that maybe one day you will unpack. And I'm pretty sure you're going to inspire a bunch of other people for it. Mm-hmm. And and I just want you, I want to honor you for that. Not just because it's Women's History Month. Truthfully, I just want to mm-hmm. honor you because that's why I reached out to you, right? Because people don't oftentimes take the moment, like you said in the very beginning, to even ask us these things. And you actively leaned into it. Like, she's here, y'all, in Brooklyn with me at my co-working space and, you know, and having this recording done. And I just want to thank you for being brave enough to even share a little bit more of yourself. And I know you struggled. There were moments there where you were like, "Ah, I don't know if I want to share more. And and honestly... Yeah. No, no, no. And you know what? Thank you for asking me these kind of questions. And that's the reason when you invited me to the podcast that... Because I went through your your portfolio and I was like, you know, like, this is interesting. Like, it's healing. And I was like, you know, I've never really thought about the questions that you were putting on those podcasts. And I was like, wow. Like, and it was because it was like a different part of me that nobody asks me. Mm. You know, and I'm like, maybe in some way I needed to talk about it. I mm. need to maybe to find myself even. I have to, like, be asked to know what the fuck am I going to do? Or what, what should I be doing? Because mm. I still feel like I don't do enough, you know? Like, I feel like there's a lot of stuff I'm doing, but it's not there. Like, me falta. Mm. And that right now, thinking about that, I'm like, dude, like, that might be another path. Mm. You know? If we accomplish something and, like, let you find that path, <laughs> hey, we, we did something that today. Awesome. That, that's that's, that's awesome a too. great byproduct. But <laughs> honestly, you know, thank you for, for even saying that. And that's the goal, you know, of this podcast. And, and for anyone that's listening... You know, I want you to understand that whether it's my story or Ms. Gatti's or anyone who has been on this podcast, like the goal has been to do this, right? To paint a full picture of different human beings going through different struggles. And it doesn't matter if you're someone who came anonymously onto this podcast or a rapper who's out there like yeah. Ms. Gatti's, right? Like we're yeah. all going through it. And that's the yeah. part that I wanted to really kind of like lean into and capture. So. Mm-hmm. For people, as we're trying to, like, now wrap up, right, how can people support you if they, like, just totally fell in love with you while listening to you? How can they support me? Just follow me on Instagram. Most of my party life is there. (laughs) On Instagram, on YouTube is my music, if you're interested in listening to my music. Again, it's more of a party party side of me, but... um, but that's that's who I am, you know. That's how I love coping and that's how I love expressing myself. Mm. So YouTube, Instagram, that's pretty much where you can find most of my stuff. I'll be sure to include all those links, everyone. But honestly, as much as you're saying that that's my party side, when people hear your party side, now they'll know that you're a full human being when they hear this episode too. Yeah. And I hope you take a listen to it after the fact and realize here are the things that maybe next time I get ready to unpack further. And if you ever want to come back on the show, I'm happy to have you oh, for round two. <laughs> yes, I'll definitely love that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, gracias, Gatis, for, for just opening up and, and thank you for being you. Thank you, Hernan, for inviting me and for <laughs> asking me these crazy questions. <laughs> I definitely love your podcast. I wish you the best of luck, awesome. honestly. Thank you so much. All right, y'all. I appreciate the, the support and love. Stay tuned.
Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast and follow us at Healing Ninjas on all social media platforms. If you're interested in sharing your own story, we'd love to hear from you. Go to www.healingninjas.org and sign up to be featured. We look forward to sharing your journey next.